Today we, we do have the, the honor to start a new series, and it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of like a mini-series, obviously, with Christmas right around the corner, um, but the series is, is titled Unwrapped, and today's message is titled Wrapping Christmas, Wrapping Christmas, and um, I hope you guys are, are blessed by this series. We will end the third part of this series um, on Christmas Day as we um, come the 25th at 7 p.m., or like Maori perfectly announced at 6.30 to have our hot chocolate cookies, fellowship, Christmas carols will be playing. It's just going to be a nice warm time together. We're going to end with the third one. And I'm going to quickly give you the three um, titles of the messages that we will be preaching. The first one is going to be titled Wrapping Christmas. Next week we're going to be um, calling it Unwrapping Christmas. Obviously something needs to be wrapped, right, before we unwrap it. And then the third one is going to be titled um, The Gift and what comes out of that, that gift, out of that box. So um, I just encourage you guys not to miss uh, next Sunday or um, the 25th Christmas Day. Um, it's a great opportunity just to remind you to invite all of your family, all of your friends. Um, many people have nothing to do on Christmas um, evening because they've done everything the night before and the morning of, and everything is closed. So we just encourage you, say, hey, come by our church. We have a special service, and we do have something special for all of you, and, and we know God's going to do something beautiful here on the 25th. So we encourage you to be here, especially as we share a quick message on the gift in the midst of worship. So it's going to be good. But today, as we jump into wrapping Christmas, we got to see three individuals wrap their gifts. And, and uh, again, like I said, there's a whole message behind that. I don't know if you guys were catching it, but um, th that could be a whole different series. But one of the things that, that it's obvious when it deals with Christmas is this, that there, there are many words and there are many ways that you could describe Christmas. My wife was sitting on the couch this week and I went up to her and said, come on, give me three words that come to your mind when, you, when I say Christmas. Go, Christmas! And she was like, and she, I forgot the three things so I can't say what they were. <laughs> um, so she starts to mention the three things that, that sh she came up with. But I think that if I were to do that um, to you today, many of you um, would eventually come up with that one word, um, gifts. And gifts is a part of Christmas. And you know, I think about this message, wrapping Christmas, and um, I think of gifts being wrapped, obviously, and gifts almost always come wrapped, unless it's like a car and they just put that, wrap the bowl on top of it. But, but most of the time, they, they always come wrapped. But, but I, what I love about Christmas, especially growing up, was doing this, right? How many of you kind of did this with me? You, I love the whole excitement behind the gift, you know? You used to wake up in the morning, at least in my childhood, and I couldn't wait, wait to go to the tree. And one of the most frustrating parts was when I was little, um, we all had to be up at the same time. You know, we all had to do it at the same time. So mom was like, not yet, you got to wait. Don't, don't, you can't go to the tree yet. And I'm just like, come on! You know, everyone's just, that's, a, that's, that's really is a preacher. Everyone's longing to go to the tree. I wish we really were longing to go to the tree of Christ, amen? But whatever. But we're all long, we're longing. You still see we're spiritual. Yeah, whatever. So we long, we long to get to that tree and, and run to the gifts. And, and, and once we get the gifts and, and we just look at it, we just love that excitement to see what's inside this thing, you know? So what do we do? Come on. Who was it? Second one? Okay. Come on, you didn't hear, give, give me back that gift. <laughs> give me back. Give it back to, give it to Rosa at the end of the service because 
Does this count? <laughs> I bet you Rosas doesn't pop out. You might take longer, but yours has more weight to it. Amen. But you know, you, you do this to the gift, and I want to see what's inside that. And Right? How many of us have done that? We put our ear to the gift, we shake the gift, and we even go ahead and buy the box size. I know exactly what this is. This is my skateboard that I've been, and, 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 and we just start like guessing. What, you know, when you get older, they all look like this. <laughs> Guess what it is? T-shirt. <laughs> Got my T-shirt. Older people, right? Our gifts look like this, but our children's gifts, they're like wrapped up in objects and in weird ways, and it's like, what is that? It's in my transformer, and the weird names. But that's what we do, man. We love the excitement of opening to see what's inside, and we shake that box to guess what's inside, and we guess it by the size. And man, really, who doesn't like to receive gifts? I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I like to receive gifts, man. I do. I know there's that one person here today that's like, I'd just like to give them. <laughs> you keep pretending that you just like to give them, <laughs> okay? Yeah. I just hate receiving stuff. I'm so humble. <laughs> but who doesn't like receiving gifts, man? But can you imagine for that person, because I know there's that one person here, can you imagine how good it feels giving a gift? Like, part of my childhood, I loved receiving the gifts, man. I loved it. I was blessed to, to have good Christmases, and, and, and I was able to shake the boxes and run to things. I, I really did love it. But you know, as a dad today, that morning is just extra special because I don't run to the tree anymore because they all look like this. I already know what's in there. <laughs> it's, like, it's some shirts for church and work. I get it. But I just sit there. I take out my recorder. I start videotaping. And there's this smile in my heart because I see my son. And he's excited for these gifts. So now it brings back the excitement. It's like going to Disney World again. I didn't have a kid, so Disney World got boring. In my 20s and stuff, it was boring. And then Jackson came, and he's like, I love Disney World. I love to see my son scream, Mickey. It's like I'm living it again, and I'm seeing it. But even better, I'm seeing it in his face. So, you know, imagine giving that gift and seeing that recipient guessing opening that present with such excitement, you know? I want to read a passage in Luke chapter 2. And in Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read from verses 10 to 14. It's a passage that maybe many of us are very familiar with. Um, it's when the angels met the shepherds out in the field when Jesus was born. And it says this in chapter 2, verse 10. It says, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is, called, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. Everyone say sign. Yeah, that's an important word today. Very important word. And this will be a sign to you that you will find the baby wrapped. Everyone say wrapped. That's a second. It's a very important word for today. 
And they will be wrapped, he will be wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. That must have been so cool to see, man. A multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. And they began to say, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. How many of you could say amen? So there will be a sign of this baby wrapped in clothes, in swaddling clothes. Same kind of clothes that they would put on him when he would die. And there was going to be the sign there. And I looked up that word sign in the Greek. And, and the definition that it gives you in the Greek is this. It is a person who is distinguished from others and is known. Another definition in the Greek is, is an unusual occurrence. And I love that, that the sign was given here to these shepherds. And it's not bare. It's not just naked there. The sign was given, and how was he given? He was wrapped. And the sign was wrapped and lying in a manger, and it wasn't hidden, and it wasn't hiding. It was obvious. It was there, and it was there for them to find and for them to see him. Wrapped. Baby Jesus as a sign in a manger. Jesus as a baby wrapped as a sign to the shepherds. And what we see here is the greatest gift to man. It's the greatest gift to these shepherds. It is Jesus wrapped. It is God's gift to man, not to be hidden and not to be unknown, but it's a gift that is wrapped so that the world can see the king is here. It's amazing. I love that that scripture says he was wrapped. I love that. Because gifts come wrapped. And our gift came wrapped. Have you ever thought about it like that? Have you ever thought about that? Because when gifts are wrapped, they're either to open it to receive what's inside or to give it so that someone else can receive what's inside. But whatever side you're on, notice what that sign, that gift that is wrapped is, it's to be received. On whichever side you're on, whether, whether you are the one that is going to rip it open to, to, to see what's inside and receive it, or whether you're the one that's going to give it away so that someone else can receive it. He's been given to be received by all. And whatever side you stand on when it comes to Christ, he's that perfect, wrapped gift for all humanity. Jesus was given, notice the definition, as an unusual occurrence. He is one who is distinguished from all others and who is now known in this passage of Scripture. My first point, if you haven't caught it, is this. Jesus entered the world wrapped. He entered this world and he was wrapped. And I love that when it comes to Jesus, we don't have to shake the box we don't have to guess what's inside by the size of it. I love that we are all recipients of this gift. All recipients of it given by the giver of all gifts, by our God, our Father, who is in heaven. How many of you could say amen? Man, that's good. You could give God some praise for that. He deserves it. Thank you for our gift. You could say that in your heart right now. Thank you, Father, for the greatest gift that I could have ever received. Jesus wrapped up for me. Amen.
We're filled with so much joy when, when we are saved, you know. When we come to know Christ, when we come to know our sign that is wrapped for us. And can you imagine how much more excited the gift giver is? How much more joyful our God as that giver of gifts is? As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you how excited he is. If you, if you never read this, and many of you have, I'm going to read these verses to you. Luke chapter 15, verse 7, and then I'm going to skip to verse 10. Luke 15, 7, if you're taking notes, says this. It says, in the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. That's a good passage, man. And in the same way, verse 10, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. You read this scripture and you're like, what? Well, well you read this, ready? God is ecstatic when someone comes to Jesus. Heaven is rejoicing when someone comes to Christ. When, when someone comes to that, to that gift and, and opens it up and receives it, I got him, I got it, I got it, I got it, and starts to show off gifts to the world. I've re- it's falling apart. Jesus never falls apart. That's one of my other points. But, but I got it. And, and I got to come up with points as things are happening on, up here. But waving our gift around. It's amazing. Scripture says, look, there are 99 righteous who, who don't go astray and don't need to repent, and God's okay with that. But if just one sinner receives this sign wrapped for us, this gift who is Jesus, all the angels in eternity roar, and God is filled with joy. All heaven is filled over that one sinner. And I'm like, that's, that's amazing because, because we're all excited because we're opening the gift and we're here on earth and we're filled with joy because now we're saved. And, and we don't even think for once how much more excited God is in heaven who is having a party just because one person said, yes, Jesus, I accept you in my heart as my Lord and my Savior and all of heaven starts to rumble and roar. If you think you're excited because of your salvation, can you imagine how much more excited God is over your salvation? Come on. Why? Because he's the gift giver. We're the ones that come under the tree. Oh, I want to see. And God's the one that sits back. This is awesome. Rejoicing in his children receiving the wrapped gift for them so my first point jesus he entered this world wrapped as this gift for us and and now we are filled with gratitude he says in luke the passage that i read earlier says and this will be the sign to you this baby that is wrapped in in swaddling clothes lying in a manger and now we could be filled with joy in James 1.17, it reminds us about gifts. And it reminds us about every good gift. Here's Jesus' half-brother, and look what he says. He says, every good gift and every perfect gift. Have, have any of you ever received a good and perfect gift? I have. I have. I have. I mean, just in Jesus, right, is, is a good and perfect gift. But James says this, every good one. And every perfect one is from above. And it comes down from the Father. 
It comes from the Father of lights. Like, like, like Jesus came down to us. And every good and every perfect gift comes down from him. And it says this, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Man, wrapping Christmas is today's message. And praise God for our first point, that Jesus entered this world wrapped as a gift to us from our Father. And God's people say, Amen. Thank you, Lord, for wrapping that beautiful gift for me. Because you knew exactly what I needed when I needed it. How many of you could say, man, Jesus came into my life right on time? How many of you could admit that today? Yeah, you think that was a coincidence? You think like, I was like, oh, it just kind of happened? No. It's because every good and every perfect gift comes from above. And the Lord knew exactly when it was time for you to receive Jesus Christ. Every good gift. Every perfect gift. There's a passage in John chapter 19. As I get into my second point, Jesus now dies. I know, it's Christmas. Don't talk about the death. Save that for a few more months when we get to Easter. But, but last year, I made a point last year. I don't know if you remember this, if you were here. I said this. I said, Christmas is more than just a child in the manger. It's also about the king on the cross. I wonder if any of you remembered that last year. So Jesus now dies, and, and in chapter 19 of the book of John, verse 40 through 42, I, I want to read something to you. John 19, 40 to 42, if you want to turn there, you could go ahead, and if not, it'll pop up back here. John 19, 40 to 42. Bless you. God bless you. Your gift... <laughs> From above given to you. All right. John 19, 40 through 42. Oh, man. It says, following the Jewish burial. This is her husband. So I was like, oh, man. I was just messing. All right. <laughs> it says, following Jewish burial custom, they wrapped. I could just stop right now. They wrapped Jesus' body with the spices and the long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a, 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 new, a new tomb never used before and so because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover and since the tomb was closed at hand, they laid Jesus there. Here's my entering my second point and, and I love this. I love that when Jesus was born, the shepherds were to find him in a manger and he was in a manger wrapped. But And that was a sign to them, the sign of the coming Messiah. He's here, he's present, the king of Israel and the king of the world and of all Gentiles is here. But now as we are in the second point, he's exiting the world. In, in my first point, he's entering the world and now he is exiting planet earth. And as he's exiting this world, it so happens to be that it is Jewish custom to wrap the body with spices and then with cloth again. And I see these similarities, and it's as if he's speaking to us with these obvious clues. And maybe the clues are is such, he's, he's telling us, my entrance in the birth was, was a gift to all men to bring salvation to everyone who believes. So I wrapped myself as a sign to you. 
But my exit in this world was a gift to you, to remind you that not only did I come to save, but I also came to destroy death. So I, again, wrapped myself as a sign to you. My second point is, <clears throat> Jesus left this world wrapped. He enters the world wrapped. He leaves the world wrapped. He's, his entrance is as a sign of him being wrapped. His exit is a sign of him being wrapped. And has he entered this world wrapped in a manger? That's a sign of life. Did you know that? And as he exits this world wrapped up in a tomb, that's a sign of death. So he's wrapped up as a gift showing us two amazing things. One is life and the other one is death. And he's conquered both life and death and he's wrapping it up as a present for us to see. As he's crying in a manger and as his body lays in his tomb, both of them are a present and a gift for all humanity to remember he is the gift of salvation and of eternal life. But as he is dead and placed in a tomb, wrapped up and delivered, he is also a present and a gift as a sign to us that he has conquered death and death no longer has a hold on us. He's our present. He's our gift. Wrapped for you and me in both his birth and in his death. He is wrapped as a gift, as a sign to you. My goodness. I could lose myself today. Wrapping Christmas. A gift of salvation and a gift of destroying death. I love what the psalmist says in 116 verse 3 through 6, Psalm 116, 3 through 6, our second point, Jesus leaves this world wrapped. Look what the psalmist says. He says, death wrapped. I can't get any better than this. It's ropes around me. And the terrors of the grave overtook me. And I saw only trouble and sorrow. Like, if we would just be, like, 100% honest, how many of us can say, I have lived that verse? Where death has wrapped its ropes around me. And the terrors of the grave overtook me. And all I saw was trouble and sorrow. But I love what the psalmist says next. He says, then I called. And I called on the name of the Lord, please, Lord, save me. And how kind this Lord is and how good he is. He is so merciful, this God of ours, that the Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death and he saved me. Yeah, the psalmist got it. Death tried to destroy me. My gift saved me from it. My sign wrapped up delivered me from my death. My second point is, is clear. As my first point is, he enters wrapped. My second one is, he exits wrapped. And on both occasions, he's a gift to all humanity. And on both occasions, he's reminding us as a sign to us. Number one, give him praise because, because he came to give us life. And number two, give him praise because he came to destroy what you and I were going to die to. 
He came to destroy sin and death. That's what's special about our God. He destroyed our death. So we don't fear death. As a matter of fact, perfect love, perfect love, cast out all fear. There's no time to fear death because perfect love has entered our hearts. What love are you talking about, man? It's the gift. It's the present. It's what's been given to us. I, you know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm straying from the notes. I, I just love that, that he ends it all on a tree. And I love that today at church, we have a tree up here and we have lights up here. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care what man has done and, and man-made stuff and, and all that. I want to tell you right now, when I look at this tree, what it means. There are lights upon this tree to shine. And I believe that's exactly what happened. The light hung on a tree to shine in the darkness of this world. And that's what Christ did. And I think about, I think about that. And I'm like, how cool is that? That Jesus, at the end of his life, hangs on a tree as the light on a tree to give light in the darkness through what he was doing on that tree. Isn't that amazing? And I start to think about who he is to me and who he is to us, this gift, and all the details that go with it. Wrapping Christmas that he gives me life and he conquers death and sin and he was wrapped up just for me. I, I could still be lost and I could still be in sin. I could still be in misery. But man, thank God that I have the joy of the Lord because I received the gift that every man truly longs for in their hearts. So many people searching and we have found what many have and are searching for. As I get ready to go into my third point, it doesn't even end there. You know, as if those gifts are not enough, he leaves us with one more gift. I don't know if you know what it is already. Does anyone know it? No? I'm going to give you a sticker if you get it. Anyone want a sticker? The Holy Spirit? That's a good one, actually. I should have mentioned that one. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's a good one. He leaves us with one more. He leaves us with another reminder. Go to John chapter 20, verse 3 with me. This is amazing. I hope it blesses your heart. In John 20, verse 3, it says, Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. They started to run out. And as they were both running... The other disciple outran Peter. At this time, Peter was eating a lot of carbs. <laughs> Peter was a little bit slower than when he was in his prime. And he reached the tomb first. And he stooped in and he looked in. Look what it says. And he saw the linen wrappings lying there. Verse 7 and while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head, it was folded up and it was lying apart from all the other wrappings. I'm going to read that verse one more time. Verse 7. But this time I'm going to read it from the King James Version. Look what the King James says. So they go into the tomb, they look around, and look what they see. The and the napkin that was about his head, 
It was not lying with the linen clothes, verse 7 says, but it was wrapped. It was wrapped together in a place by itself. Almost like saying, I want to emphasize on this wrapping. So I separated it from all the other garments, and I'm wrapping this up, and I'm going to leave it here so you can, you know that, you know that it was of importance because they wrote down and they specifically wrote down, we also saw something else wrapped up away from everything else. As if, as if Jesus on purpose did everything that he needed to do. Making his bed, because I'm going to go now, in a couple days now, and go to sit at the right hand of the Father, but I know some of my disciples are going to come in looking for me. And I'm going to wrap this up. And I'm going to place it over here so that they could see it's a little bit different. And they walk into the tomb, and they notice everything folded over there. And then they notice, hmm, this is wrapped up, separated from everything. And I read this third point, and the passage continues to say, Then the disciples who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw, and he began to believe. And he believed. For until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. And then they went home, and you know what happened, right? When they went home, they started to tell everyone, Jesus isn't there. He's risen, he's risen. And then the girls raised their voices, I know, we just came from the tomb too. We saw a couple angels, and they told us the same thing, that you guys were there. He's risen, he's risen. It's true, and he's saying, yes, he's not there. Point number one was, Jesus entered this world wrapped. Point number two was, Jesus left this world wrapped. But I love that point number three has nothing to do with Jesus taking the wrapping with him. I love that my third point is, Jesus left the wrapping now, and he left it as a sign to you. He didn't take the wrapping with him to heaven. He came down from heaven because every perfect and good gift comes from heaven and he was wrapped in a manger. He was put in a tomb and he was wrapped up in a tomb. But on the third one, he kind of just takes off all that linen, all that clothes. He wraps it all up, puts it at the corner of his sight. They go in and the third point is, oh my goodness, Jesus left the wrapping for us. As if again he's showing us something, as if again he's reminding us that here is another gift. I leave another sign for you, my entrance was to bring salvation to everyone who believes, so I wrapped myself to you as a sign to you. My exit was a gift to remind you that I destroyed death, so I wrapped myself as a sign to you. But now, now I leave the wrapping behind as a sign to you to tell you that you are now, you are to be the gift to others. You are to be the blessing to others. So I leave the wrapping behind as a sign to you so that you could pick it up and you could be it unto others. Oh, man. That's what Christmas is about. You thought Christmas was just about coming to a tree, shaking the box, opening it, getting saved, and then living your whole life just knowing that you're saved? No, it's not. Christmas is also about coming to the tree, opening the box, getting saved, receiving that salvation, and not only that, but now distributing it to everyone else you can. Handle the wrapping with care and pass it to the world and wrap others with God's love. That's it. Third point is so 
amazing because he leaves the wrapping for us as a sign. And I love how Paul ends in chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians. He's writing to the church of Corinth and listen to the words that Paul uses. You think he was trying to make a point here? I do. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 and 21. I really want you to catch Paul's words because he's going to prove my point here. He says in verse 20, he says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. Did you catch that? We're representations of God. We are (coughs) representations of Jesus. As though he was pleading, what? What does he say? Through us. It's, It's like he's saying this, ready? Then we, who now carry the wrapping... As though God was working through us now. Look what he continues to say. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. I love that whole gift exchange. Yeah, yeah. He carried your sin. Now you carry his righteousness. (laughs) He took all your nasty, all your disgust disgusting habits, all your sin on the cross, so that now you could carry his goodness, his holiness, and his righteousness around this world. He became our gift and our sign so that we can be a gift and we could be now a sign to others. I I love even what he says later on in the scriptures. He says, you want to know when someone truly comes to know who Christ is? He says, they know by the way that you love one another. What is he saying? You folk, you Christians, doing life together and weave together in this planet called Earth, you together are a sign for everyone else that's lost that Christ is Lord. But it's through you. It's through your life. He left the wrapping for us. He became our gift so that we could be a gift to others. He tells The same church of Corinth, two chapters before, in chapter 3, he tells them something very important. You want to know what he tells them? He says this. He says, you are an epistle of Christ, not written with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God. You are God's letters to this world. We've preached this so many times here. You are the Word of God that people will read to everyone that lives outside these walls. What is he really saying there? Can you catch it? You are a sign to others. Just like Jesus was a sign to you. He was wrapped, but now he leaves the wrapping to you. That's amazing. God is... Speaking in the Old Testament to Jerusalem. And as he speaks to the people of Jerusalem. And I'm going to end right after I read this, these verses here. Something amazing happens here. In chapter 16 of Ezekiel. The prophet Ezekiel verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. I want you to listen to these words. He says this. No one had the slightest interest in New Jerusalem. Look what he's telling them. He's telling his people this. No one pitied you or cared for you. On the day you were born, you were unwanted. You were dumped in a field and you were left to die. 
Verse 6 says, But I came by, and I saw you there, helplessly kicking about in your own blood. As you lay there, I said unto you, Live. And it makes sense that Ezekiel's saying this, because remember when he went up to Ezekiel and he says, Hey, can these bones live again? I don't know, you, you're God, you know if they could live again. Prophesy to these bones. He's talking about Israel there. Tell them to live again. So I came to you and I said, live. Look at verse 7. And I helped you to thrive like a plant in the field. Doesn't that sound like a psalm that we are aware of? You grew up and you became a beautiful jewel. Your breast became full and your body hair grew. Life came out of you. But then you were still what? You're still naked. You're still bare. You're naked. So I passed by again. And I saw that I saw that you were old enough for love. You know, I love it. He's like, you, you're going to understand this now. You're, you're at a place of maturity where, where you're going to receive this the proper way. I saw that, he says. So look what he says next. So I, um, so I wrapped. So I wrapped my cloak around you. And I wrapped my cloak to cover your nakedness. And I declared my marriage vows. And I made a covenant with you, says the sovereign Lord. And look what he says next. And you became mine. My God, my God. I want to take this passage as for me because I can relate to Jerusalem here. I can relate to the people of Israel here because what the Lord is saying here is, is very key to my heart. And he's saying, church, what was wrapped on me now, I wrap it on you. You know, I was thinking about this and I've, and I've preached this message here before. It's been eight years of preaching here every week, so... I've preached a lot of things that I feel are important for us as a church. But one of the things that strikes me in this passage here was in Genesis. You remember this message I preached a couple years ago in Genesis chapter 3? Adam and Eve sin. Adam and Eve take of the fruit that they should have never taken from, the tree that they should have never ate from. And God saw that they had sinned because Adam now was covering himself with leaf. Leaves, sorry, leaves. Leaves. And he looks at Adam and says, Adam, what's up, man? Who told you you were naked? Eve walks in. She's covering all her parts, too. Since when do you get clothes before me? You're ashamed? Who told you you were naked? And Adam's like, you know, that woman you gave me, man. She caused me to eat from that tree. And the woman's like, you jerk. I can't believe you did that. So he looks at, she looks at God and is like, I got to get myself out of this. You know, that serpent you put on this, that serpent you put on this, uh, eat on this garden, he made me. He made me. So God's looking at the serpent. You little idiot. What did you do? He's looking at Eve. Come on. He's looking at Adam. Come on. And he's looking at all three of them. He's like, you know what? I got something for all three of you. You're going to get this now. You're going to go through this now. And now you're going to have to go through this. 
But I love that God doesn't just end it there. Suffer, suffer, suffer. Done with you. That's not God's heart. You know what God's heart was? For them to always be covered. But they felt that they needed to be covered with something else. So God, because it was all part of his perfect plan and part of a messianic prophecy, part of telling of the Christ that is to come, he does something very, very special here. He grabs an animal from the field and he sacrifices it just for Adam and Eve. And he takes its skin. And in chapter 3, verse 21, it says, Also for Adam and for his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and he clothed them. I almost want to change that word and say, and he wrapped them. And he wrapped them. And I love that he's talking to the Jewish people in Ezekiel chapter 16. And he's like, man, you remind me so much of Adam. And I remind myself so much of Adam. Because I needed to be wrapped by God. And he looks at their nakedness. And he says, you're still naked. So I love that he says, I wrapped you with my cloak. Don't ever get it twisted. I wrapped you with my... And, and then on the cross, like we can never take away the fact that that was his son. So he wrapped us with his son. And he's wrapping us with his cloak. And it's to cover our nakedness and to declare his promise to us and his covenant with us. Because he is our sovereign Lord. And now we become his. And what was wrapped upon God, he now wraps it upon me. And this third point is amazing because it's almost as if the Lord is saying, I left the wrapping now for you as a sign to tell you that I cover your nakedness. I declare my faithfulness and I affirm my covenant. Merry Christmas. Receive the wrapping. Now go be a gift to this world and change lives the way that I've changed yours. I love that and this is what Christmas is about everything else is beautiful and all the songs are great and the smells are amazing and I'm sorry that in Miami we don't get the temperature we want but my gosh do we have a present that is wrapped for us and do we have a present assigned to us that was wrapped for us on his exit and man do we have a sign for us that was wrapped for us when he left us and now this wrapping becomes ours. It becomes personal. We take it with us. It's a reminder to us of our gift, of my gift, a sign that was given to me. And now I'm to take this, and I am to wrap others with it. I now am called, like the scriptures that I read from Paul, I now am called, just like the gift was given to me, I am called to be a gift unto others and give the world a gift that they need. And we know the answer. His name is Jesus. Stand with me and let's give him some praise. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Today, if you could just examine your heart right there where you're at, Maybe you feel naked. 
Do you understand the first two points? Man, I get it. He's my gift. My sign to me wrapped. As they put him in a tomb, he's my sign again. And I get it, man. I have life and he's conquered my death and my sin now. I get all that. But man, pastor, I still feel naked at times. I, I still feel unwanted at times. I, I still feel empty at times. And today the Lord tells you like he tells the people of Israel. It's all right, I wrap myself and I wrap my cloak around you now. I'm going to leave this wrapping behind now for you so that I could cover you, so that I could declare unto you, so that I could properly affirm to you this wrapping Christmas, what it's all about. Today, right there where you're at, right there, just standing right there where you're at. Every eye closed so that you don't feel like anyone's looking at you. But if you know that's you, and you're like what the psalmist said earlier, Lord, save me. Lord, I want to carry that wrapping. Wrap me with your cloak. Thank you for being assigned to me. But let me cover myself with that wrapping so that now I could be a blessing to others. I want this Christmas and I want the rest of my life to be forever changed. I never want to be the same again. If that's you and you're naked, if that's you and you feel lost and you need God's wrapping all over you right now with every eye closed, if that's you, can you just raise your hand with me and say, that's me, man. I'm going through that. I need you, Lord, to wrap me. Wrap me, Lord. I see hands around this place. Anyone else? Lord, wrap me, wrap me, wrap me, wrap me, wrap me. This is what we're going to do. Anyone else? Wrap me, Lord. I want to pray with you right now where you're at, right there. I'm going to pray with you so when I pray these words, say these words in your heart, mean these words. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, because like the psalmist says, death was wrapped and it's wrapped its ropes all around me. And the terrors at times have overtaken me. And in my life, I've only seen sorrow and trouble. But as I raised my hands today, today I call on the name of the Lord and I cry out the way the psalmist did, please, Lord, save me. And I know that you are kind and I know that you are good and I know that you are merciful. I know that you are my God and I know that you protect me today for having faith in crying this prayer out and yes at times I feel like I'm facing darkness I'm facing death I'm facing pain I'm facing sorrow but I know that today you are more than able to save me yet again the words of Psalm 116 save me so Lord you know every hand and you know every heart that's opened itself up Thank you for being assigned to us and wrapping yourself up for us. Let not one person leave this building today without wrapping themselves up. That they would know that they're calling now on this earth with this time that has been given to them. It's so that they now could be a light to this world. So that they now 
can be a sign to this world. And they could be someone else's gift. And that they would give the world Jesus for the rest of their lives. Church, let's sing this song one time to the Lord. Open up your hearts and cry this song to Him. And let's let your heart be opened up. And let your voices just be heard. And just surrender everything that's inside. Yes, it is the Christmas season, but not just December, guys. It's every day where Christ wants to come. He's every perfect and every good gift comes from above. And today he wants to bless you. Today he wants to transform you. So right there where you're standing, in the next few minutes, right there, can you just lift up your hearts to the Lord? If you want to just stretch out your hands to the heavens, if you want to just look up to the heavens, if you want to just, whatever it is that you want to do, just worship him right now.